Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I mean, let's talk quarterback. It's enough already. I tried to do the thing where you don't talk quarterback because everybody's talking quarterback. I want to talk quarterback. I'm salivating at the mouth to talk quarterback. Is it got to talk quarterback. Is it even possible to not talk quarterback? No. And I get when some people are like, oh, it's just so annoying. It's Steelers quarterback, Steelers quarterback, Steelers quarterback. But really? Like, what else is there to talk? But, tell me. And, and here's the other thing. It's been almost 20 years since we've been able to talk right. about we the quarterback. We haven't talked quarterback in so long. I think we're it's due. all pent up inside of us we're that it's, just <laughs> it's exploding out of us. And obviously people are kind of going to, it's not a panic, but it's kind of like a it's unknown that's happening right now. Mm. It's been two decades since we've had to sing and dance as far as this position is concerned. So... I understand people just, well, what about Jameis Winston? Oh, my God, he's running on the treadmill. He looks good. Russell Wilson's not happy in Seattle. Maybe he'll come out of here. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, draft Kenny Pickett, draft Malik Willis. Draft. I get it because it's, just, it's an unknown now. And it can be kind of exciting because you haven't, as a Steelers analyst, as a Steelers fan, been in this kind of a carousel forever. And now that you're jumping in head first, it's, it's a little exciting. You know, if you do this every year, like the Lions, like the Browns, like the Jets, it would probably become annoying and the death of me. But as we, you know, dip our toe in the water for the first uh, probably a couple years of trying to find that next franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. it could be a lot longer than a couple years too. A couple years is the optimistic viewpoint. It's a little exciting, and I think that's why you get a lot of that in-your-face QB talk, blah, 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 blah. But some of it is unrealistic. Like, the Aaron Rodgers stuff is totally unrealistic. Even our good buddy Bob Labriola had to come out on Steelers.com a month or two back and say, there is zero chance that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is going to be a Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's, uh, the Russell Wilson thing is ridiculous, too. You're, just, you're not being honest with yourself when you look at Steelers draft capital, when you look at how you much look at their, they have the cap space, history. but how much they have to put into Russell Wilson. Like, it's just not When you happen. look at their history, too, I mean— there were times throughout the 80s where there were guys who were available and the Steelers could have pursued, but they stuck with their guys. They stuck with Brisser, and then they stuck with Malone, and then they stuck with O'Donnell in the 90s. So, <clears throat> excuse me. It's not, Even though it's, it's a different their, era, though. Yeah, it's not it's in just the not. DNA, yeah. It's not going to, to... To break the bank for just one guy. Right, and if you were to give Kevin Colbert some truth serum, Russell Wilson's the kind of guy that you go out and you get when you just need that quarterback. And you don't really need draft picks for the next couple years because you're set everywhere else. You just need that one quarterback spot. It's not the case. You know, you need those draft picks. You need to build up in spots other than the quarterback position. If the Steelers had a really good defensive line, a solid offensive line that was young and continuing to get better, a good inside linebacking core, and another good shutdown corner then I would say trade four first-round picks for Russell Wilson. Go all-in. You've got a two-year window with this team yep. and have him maximize that window. But that's not the case. So you got to, like, just—it's sexy, it's attractive, but you got to let that one go by you. Just not in the cards for you as a team right now. So those far-fetched ones are a little bit out there, and you shouldn't pay attention to those. But the ones about, you know, Jameis Winston or Jimmy Garoppolo or anyone in this draft class— I do think those are somewhat realistic. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is another one that I should. The big name. Very realistic. Those are the realistic ones. Like even Jameis Winston is a bit of a stretch, I think, but I could still see it happening. And those are the guys you should really focus on the most if you're going to want to talk quarterback. Is that group that's the the superstar pie in the sky dreams of Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, but. 
the middle of the road guys that come in and potentially be better than Mason and potentially help you win right now as you, like we said in that previous episode, we did retool towards the future. And those are the ones that you should really be focusing on, uh, spending your analysis on and listening to what people have to say about because that's Mm -hmm. the ones that even though I don't think the free agents are going to happen, I can at least talk myself into saying, yeah, they could get a Mitch Trubisky or yeah, they could trade for a Garoppolo if this is right or they could go and sign Jameis Winston maybe at a discount because he's coming off of a bad ACL injury. So don't think that it's egregious to talk Winston or Trubisky or, or those guys, but I think more likely if they take a quarterback, and I lean more towards they're not going to take a quarterback in the draft, uh, that that it's more likely that they'd go draft to get a guy to be the guy instead of Mason as opposed to one of these free agent hires. They're, they're going to hire somebody in free agency. Colbert said they're going into the, the uh, training camp with at least four quarterbacks like they always do, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to sign a, a Trubisky or someone that's going to compete legitimately to start they could just be a Flacco or a Dalton or someone journeyman cheap veteran to fill out a roster spot so if you're going with a guy to compete right away and potentially start I think you go draft for that if I'm the Steelers oh see the way you were talking about it opposite no I would I would stay away from the Trubisky's I would stay away from the the Garoppolo's go with the draft Interesting, because the way you were articulating yourself, it sounded like you were saying veteran experience is the way to right now, rather rather than bringing in a rookie, having trying to have him learn how to play in the NFL right now. I'm saying that if you don't go with a quarterback in the draft, you're going to have to sign somebody because you need more bodies on the roster, but it wouldn't be a somebody that is going to compete necessarily legitimately to get that job from Mason or Haskins. It's going to be... A journeyman that's going to be third the depth chart. Got it. Okay, knows the, knows how to play in the NFL. Like a, like a Flacco. There's so no way Flacco's going to start. There's two different ways there. you're bringing in a free agency quarterback. Is what I'm hearing from you. A, it's if you go through the draft, bring in a guy who's going to be third string, if not fourth, and cut from the roster, maybe by the final fifty three. Yes. Or you don't go via the draft and you bring in a guy who could probably be your day one starter. Yes. Exactly. Okay. We've talked a lot about. You're the not going to what I'm what I'm trying to say or emphasize is you're not going to draft a guy and bring in a guy who are both going to compete for number one. No, I. I don't that's think a waste that's, of of. You can't have four guys competing yeah, for a right. spot because you already know two of them are going to be competing. Uh, Rudolph and Haskins are going to have a shot to be the starters. Sure. You may want to bring in a third one to compete for that, but I don't think four is very smart. Looking at the draft class for these quarterbacks, the four that have Pro Football Network rankings in the first round are Matt Corral from Mississippi. Malik Willis from Liberty, Sam Howell from North Carolina, and our very own Kenny Pickett from right in Pittsburgh. Those are the four that have the first round grades. I have a strong feeling that one of these four will be there at pick number 20. I think two of them could potentially be there at pick number 20. Mm. Now, there have been reports in the past that if Kenny Pickett fell to number 20, Pittsburgh Steelers him. Ever since that report happened... It seems like in mock drafts and rankings, Pickett's kind of fallen down a bit as far mm-hmm. as people are concerned with them. So it might be realistic that the Steelers stare Kenny Pickett in the eye at pick number 20 and unfortunately still pass on him, even though they said previously if he's there, they're taking him. I just think that they say that and they thought that that was the case, but also in their mind they thought there's just no chance he's going to make it there. And if they 
face that moment and they see I can have him or I can have Zion Johnson or I potentially could have Jordan Davis, out of those three guys, I think Pickett's the last one that I want. And you know how I feel about Kenny Pickett. Like, that's for me to say. Of course. No, it's no. And you can apply that Pickett. I'm just using Pickett because it's an easy example and it's close to home. But you can apply that to all of the other ones, too. Like, if those two, if that offensive lineman and that defensive lineman are there and one of those quarterbacks is there, almost, I think, not almost, every time the quarterback's my third option in that in that I agree. Place. Because right now, have a quarterback, that's the difference. And none of the quarterbacks in this draft right now are are home run picks. Like, you, you know, you're so infatuated with Jamin Davis out of Oklahoma, right? So Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis, sorry. Yes. Jamin Davis the was from Kentucky. from Kentucky. He went to the Commanders last yes. year, yes. Uh, sorry about that, but right there, there is um at a, there, there's it. no but I'm just saying there is no runaway. Oh my gosh, if this guy is there at the quarterback position, you have to take him at 20. You have to take him at 52. I don't know what what pick exactly the Steelers have it in round three, but there is no guy like that, right? No, that you are over the moon enthusiastic to say like you were with Najee Harris here. Yes, there were there were issues with the offensive line. Yes, you could have drafted death of the defensive line, but oh my gosh, if Harris is there at pick, what was it, 18 last year? Mm-hmm. You gotta get him. There yeah. is no quarterback like that that can make you say, okay, I, I'm even though I like, I, I need to build up my offensive line and I need to rebuild my defensive line, I'm gonna put it off for just one round because this guy's here at QB. That's not the case at all this year. No, I agree. I think that even for the teams that are picking in the top 10, you know, the one that is going to—I guarantee you one of these goes, guys goes in the top 10. I wonder when the but last But whoever time... does it, I feel like they're going to do it with a little bit of a pulling teeth kind of thing. Yeah. Too, where they're like, we're going to take— Oh, well, you're, you're going to hear some boos from the crowd, uh, too. Maybe. Uh, crowd maybe, fans uh, love to boo their draft picks. Although I will argue and push back on you on that one because everybody loves a quarterback. Because it's the it's the unknown. It's That's the, true. It's the—like, no one's going to boo except when, when Chicago name gets picked. Except for when Chicago took Trubisky and the Giants took Daniel Jones. Those are boos. Trubisky, uh, maybe not really that worthy of the boos. Daniel Jones was one of the bizarre draft picks. Like, Trubisky people thought was going to go high anyway. Yeah, but Daniel you, tra- Jones was you trade up for Mina Trubisky. Mina Kimes was screaming no at the top of her lungs on an ESPN broadcast pick came down that the Giants for the took Giants. Daniel Jones. She screamed. She's a, not even a Giants an fan. Analyst, She's from Seattle. A professional analyst screaming no at the top of her lungs. And <laughs> Daniel Jones hasn't been that bad. But oh, he's certainly been pretty bad. He certainly warranted he that the response in, in turnovers as a QB since he, he's coming. He can move though. He can. Scoot. That's great. So can Trubisky for that matter. There's a couple guys the Steelers. Regardless, in. you're gonna see a team reach on a quarterback this year, and you're gonna you're gonna be. Any, I, I'm seeing you kind of like chew on your like sweatshirt strings. Any quarterback could be a reach in this class. That's like, any saying, single one any team that does make that reach. Even if you and I were not fans of that team or anyone else who's not from that city, everyone's going to be saying, oh, I don't know. I mean, good for you for taking the quarterback, but I don't really know. Obviously, one of these guys is going to go early, though, because it's just the nature of the beast. Teams are going to press. You know, the Carolina Panthers are going to start to be a little nervous at number six. The the Broncos at number nine are going to start to scratch their head and say, mm, I don't know, do we really have the guy? Can Drew Locke take it over for another year? We missed out on the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. Uh, Washington Commanders at number 11. Things are going to start to get a little sweaty there. They're going to definitely want to try to poke at a quarterback. So one of them is going to go probably at the worst before pick number 11. Early in this process, but... Based on what I've been able to gather from people that know a lot more than me, 
And if you really want some in-depth analysis, make sure you listen to The Drive all week as Williamson mm-hmm. and, and Dale Elliott we'll are out there. at the Combine, close and personal. But the guy that I've kind of put to the top as far as the quarterback class is concerned is Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Mm. If he didn't despite, get injured right, in the Sugar the Bowl, I think he might be top five. Like, I think he would have been the guy that shoots up the board, even though he was already kind of speculated to be a first-round pick before the injury. But he's got so much speed. He's really good as far as arm strength is concerned. Um, accurate passer, which we know Kevin Colbert loves his accurate passers. So I just think Matt Corral is probably the most athletic of all quarterbacks in this class and plays a lot more like the modern-day quarterback mm-hmm. in today's NFL. I mean, he threw for 4,700 yards, 15, 35 touchdowns, and he completed 67 of his passes while adding 641 yards on the ground for Ole Miss last year. So, like, this dude is a bit of a, a dual threat, not a bit of. He is a dual threat quarterback, and we've heard the Steelers say constantly, mobility, mobility, mobility. They ain't the only team that wants that. Every team now wants that mobile quarterback to be their guy, and I think Matt Corral probably checks that box as far as the new prototypical quarterback in the NFL is. So I, I view Corral as probably high, even though that injury happened, as top of the board for a lot of these players. But I will say this. I've heard Matt Williamson say this, and ever since then I've kind of come to agree with him. The guy that has the biggest potential to hit a home run is Malik Willis, I think. Right. It's just when you say when you use the word potential for Malik Willis, a lot of that is unknown. That's exactly right. Whereas Corral, you saw it on tape. It's just the unknown now is can he recover from this injury? With Malik Willis, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean Trey Lance started, what, however many games? Just a few. And Malik Willis. Because his season got canceled because of COVID. Not canceled. They played like one showcase game for Trey Lance. Right. But, yeah, he had no real experience. Willis was at Auburn before he transferred to Liberty. To Liberty, right. Played like in two games at Auburn. Was just meh. Transfers to Liberty. He was a starter for just one year. He only completed 64% of his passes, which red flag. So here – before we continue with the unknown part, Kevin Colbert in his press conference Doesn't last like week inaccuracy. said, "I need my guy to be accurate." And if that's a if that's a um, a signifier in any way of which wants to go at a quarterback, that should that should if you're a fan of the Steelers, shy you away from Malik Willis if he even makes it to you, which there's just no guarantees that right, he will. Right, but but, but I, if he does, you may not see the Steelers pursue him because of that factor. I will say this, though. It is possible to get better at accuracy. Uh, I think you've seen Josh Allen be a perfect right, example. Right, I mean, that is the example right now. Terrible accuracy coming out of Wyoming. Had a really bad rookie season right, as far as right, accuracy right. is concerned. Better sophomore season. And, then, and then the third season, he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in football, and now he's the top five quarterback in the game. So you can improve on that. But 64% out of playing at Liberty, right? that's not a very high percentage. And that's something that I think would worry, again, not just the Steelers, but a lot of teams because it's a different game. It's not Joe Namath, Terry Bradshaw, no. 50% completion percentage gets the job done. you got to be up towards the 66 67% sure. range at the low end to really be a solid top-tier NFL quarterback. I mean, and you gotta Drew do Brees it is doing and, it in the 70s. Like, and you got to do it at the FBS level. Right, that's of course. that's the thing is that Liberty, you're you're in the FCS. It's just it really makes you sour on him because if you if you can't only you can't even complete sixty five percent of your passes at that level, how well would you have done if you were playing at Auburn? 
Yeah, that's a great point. And in fact, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's an argument to be made. Well, if he had the talent that Auburn could provide him around him, he would have been better than playing with guys at Liberty. But we don't know, and that's the thing is that. As it was pointed out, you know, there is a lot of potential with Malik Willis, but potential really means nothing. Bupkis, yeah. yeah. I think those two are your guys that you can hit home runs with. Al Corral and Willis, Willis. For sure. Okay. As far as NFL ready right now, I think Pickett's the best one. And then, well, he's, all, he's like 48 years old, so that would just make sense that he's mm-hmm. the best one. And then I'd probably lean towards maybe a Sam Howe out of North Carolina as being but most NFL ready. But I think there's a golf between the Pickett names, and the next. Thank you. Of the names we've laid out, Willis, Howell, Pickett, and Corral, Howell to me is a tier or two tiers below the other three. And I think I think if Pickett gets drafted, he's starter day one. Like I just think that I he's, kind of agree. he's ready for that. I, kind I think of agree. Corral, Willis get drafted, it's a— Oh, they have to win the job out in camp. Corral, I probably lean more towards winning the job anyway and starting right away. Mm-hmm. Willis is probably that guy that you see in every class where he doesn't start, but then by week six or seven, he becomes the starter and then takes over for the rest of the year. But Pickett, I think I think you draft Pickett. Like, if you're a team like the Commanders at 11, I think you draft Pickett and he's number one on your depth chart immediately because he's just NFL ready. And we talked about improving in accuracy. Freshman year, Pickett was 58% completion percentage. Sophomore year, 58%. Junior sixty one percent, senior year sixty one percent, super senior year this past year sixty eight percent completion mm. percentage. He took a lot of leaps in a lot of aspects of his game. I mean, shoot, he didn't throw for more than thirteen touchdown passes in any single season until he broke the ACC single season record with forty two touchdown passes this year. But the most impressive improvement he made is that completion percentage jumping a full seven percent mm-hmm. from year after year. That's that's what makes him, I think, the most NFL-ready in my eyes, is that he's made that leap to becoming more accurate. He's got the brain. He's older than a lot of rookies that would come out and play at that quarterback position. So he's accurate. He has mobility. He doesn't like to run as much as Corral, but when he needs to pick up a first down and the pocket breaks, trust me, he's and get the first down. He's got enough right. speed to do that. Every single tool is there. It's just I don't know if he can max out to become a home run hitter, I just think he has all the tools at a pretty solid level right now. He could be a, a number 11, 12 quarterback in this league at the best. And like right outside that top 10, a guy that gets you to the playoffs every once in a while, but you forever question, will he be able to get you over that hump and into a Super Bowl? That's that's the kind of mold I see Pickett into, a nice 10-year career as a quarterback where you ask your questions, Is he's a starter, but can you win with that starter? That, that's kind of just my two cents of where I see his career unfolding. And so when you put it that way, you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, I kind of already had that guy with Mason Rudolph. Why go out there, draft Pickett, if I don't have any more confidence, any significant more confidence in than I do for Mason to lead this team? Now, the Steelers aren't interested in PR, but if you want to light the city on fire, Kenny Pickett. I mean, sure. Pitt quarterback coming in, all of the folklore of, oh, you passed on Dan Marino, and now have the chance to get the second coming of Dan Marino. Well, first of all, Pickett is not the second coming of Dan Marino. I hate to break that to you. He's for, It's unfair to Pickett to say that about him but because what a terrible bar to have to But it's also just ignorant on how great Dan Marino was back in the day. Like, he was a renaissance man in every sense of the word where you— any one of those quarterbacks from back in the 80s, the 70s, He's the one I'd take and plug in into today's game, and I think you'd get the same results as a Mahomes or an Allen. 
he was the gunslinger before all of these guys started putting up gaudy 40 touchdown, 5,000 yard seasons. So it's a little bit of, I think, forgotten ignorance of how great Marino was. It's just, oh, they played at Pitt together. Oh, they were and, all and, pros together at Pitt. And well, here's the thing, too, is the fact that probably Pickett's the best quarterback since Marino to play at Pitt. Oh, my God. It's not even probably. He is the best uh, He is? Well, By you far. know Pitt, so Pitt football a lot better By than far. I do, so that's why I, was, I didn't know if I was completely forgetting nope, on nope, someone. Nope, he's definitely. But that's why the comparisons are drawn. Because he's the second best in, in school history. It's because 40 years later, you get the guy. And he wins the ACC title, and that's, I mean, they didn't play in the ACC back then, but Marino famously lost his only game to Penn State the year they should have won the national title, and they did the title, so... Pickett got a little hardware in the trophy case. Marino did not. He won his bowl game, and it was a big bowl game. I think it was the Sugar Bowl, but he still didn't get that natty. Like, you were poised to win that year with Marino. Yeah, I get what you're saying, whereas, yeah, that's that's probably why he gave Marino comparisons, whether they're fair or not. It's just almost natural that you'd make them. Um, But, again, kind of just to reap, if, if he's there at number 20, I know that the Steelers said that they would take him. But I'm asking you, Pittsburgh, don't feel like you need to attach to what you said a couple months just ago. Because, just because you said it. Like, yeah. Things change. Things are fluid. There are some idiots in the fan base that will scream and yell at you because you promised we'd take Kenny if he was there. Well, guess what? Things it's a change. very fluid situation. Yeah, things change. And you need a little bit more than just Kenny Pickett. If, if you pick Pickett at 20 and you're going to win 11 games next year because your lines are solid and you've got all the talent in the world, love it. It's just not going to be the case. You're going to draft Pickett, and he's going to have to scramble behind a bad offensive line because you didn't use your first-round pick on an offensive line, or he's going to be playing from behind all the time because you can't stop the run, and you can't hold the other team out of the zone because your defensive line is so poor because you didn't address it. So, yeah, it's sexy. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it'll get the fans going. It gets the people going. It's provocative when you pick the quarterback, but it's the smart thing to do to shy away from that. This year. Absolutely. Not every year, but I think this year, given the state of the Steelers and their their needs, I think you and I can agree on that the quarterback ranks third in terms of where the Steelers need to address via the draft right now in this in this year. One last thing on quarterbacks. You haven't really seen that guy like a Daniel Jones, right? Like a guy that's really How shot so? up the board mm. where kind of came out of nowhere. I think everybody was looking kind of like Trey Lance did last yes, year. Yes, I yeah. think everybody was looking at Carson Strong out of Nevada to kind of be that guy. He fits that mold, right? Like Daniel Jones went to Duke or Trey Lance went to North Dakota State. Like random quarterback, plays for a random team, shoots up the board. Well, although, that would kind of be kinda like have Malik, that with Malik Willis. Willis. Yeah. But he's always been like a first-round prospect. There sure. hasn't been like a whoa. Like even during the college football season, I remember Liberty played. I can't remember who it was. It was a decently good team. And it was like everybody was like, oh, first chance to see Malik Willis against a really good team. I think he threw four interceptions in that game. So he was all on people's radar. I just haven't seen a guy that's not on people's radar kind of shoot up that radar. A name that we weren't hearing at all and now and then had become like a household name. Absolutely. It's just not been the case right now. And Carson Strong was one that I looked at. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati is another guy that you think might get a little bit you know of boost what, you because know he happened? went to the playoffs. You know he went to the college for me playoff. with Desmond Ritter? It kind of seems like it's the, the buzz around him is quieted a little bit. I agree. Um, I also think that for a guy who got his team to the college football playoff. When coming from the the, the first AAC? guy, Yeah, first guy to get a mid-major team into that playoff. Clearly people thought it was the defense in other parts of Cincinnati. 
not just Ritter that was getting that job done because you'd think Ritter slam dunk. I'm taking him in the first round. This guy got Cincinnati to the playoff. Well, it's clear other parts of Cincinnati got them to the playoff, mm-hmm. and Ritter wasn't along for the ride, but was capable of making plays when they needed to make plays. It just doesn't seem like he's going to be an NFL quarterback. And I would not take him in the second round if I was the Steelers. because that's... I mean, he could be an NFL quarterback. He could land somewhere. I don't expect him to go undrafted, do you? Oh, no, he'll go in the second round. That's what I'm saying, is that I think he'll be an NFL guy, just not for the Steelers. And I think, too, when you remember Cincinnati, I mean, you're going up against Alabama. Like That is a scary team to face in the the football playoffs, no matter what year it is. And this is your time to shine, Desmond Ritter, and you put up six points. Exactly. I get it, you're going up against Bama, but do some, just do anything, and you got six points. But again, it's so hard to blame him because you are Cincinnati, you are playing Alabama. That's that's not an easy match. Corral, Willis, Hal, Pickett, Strong, Ritter, all six of those guys, I bet they're all off the board by the time the third starts. And then the next Maybe qu- one falls to the f- maybe third, one falls to the maybe one. Yeah. I don't know though. I think they'll all pretty much go. And then you've got guys Here's like the thing is Caleb Ellaby. Really, you really think there are six teams in the first two rounds that are gonna say, I need to spend one of my top two picks on the quarterback? Hmm. See Giants? Panthers, Broncos, Commanders. I don't know if Broncos or Commanders are on that list because I think Broncos Commanders could get a Carson Wentz, could get a could get an Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm not saying I would either. I'd but want I'm Aaron Rodgers for sure. For sure. Uh, but oh, just humor me. So we'll put okay. the Commanders, uh, Saints, Maybe, Saints for yeah. sure. Uh, let's see. Here. Seems pretty good. Did the Dolphins start thinking about it yet? No, probably not. I don't think so. Uh, the Falcons on that quarterback? That's a team I could see maybe in the second or third round. Well, Matt Ryan's cap is, I think, historically large. The Texans should take a quarterback. I mean, they're not. They, they they're pick, not. They don't want to go with Deshaun Watson, right? And I mean, are you going to roll Davis Mills back out there? I mean, they are right now, but I don't think Davis Mills is the answer. They pick third overall, though. That's too high to get a quarterback in the first round. So maybe they're a team. Ritter in the second round or something like that. The thing is, though, for them, they're also picking like third overall in the second round, which is a little. But I don't. I think you can get away with Ritter, then. or maybe Pickett falls to that point then, and then that's a slam dunk. I think. I mean, I, it's fair. I don't think Ritter will be. I think Ritter will be probably the last guy to go of those six, right? Yeah, but Orc Strong, Strong. Sorry, Strong will be last. But I bet you, you could, you could. Maybe make the argument that Willis or Howe is still there early in the second. I could see Howe for sure. I would much rather want him than uh, Strong right now. The Lions are another team. I would see, yeah, because sure. they pick thirty-two overall because of the trade they made with the uh, the Rams. So for Goff, so, so it'd they, be their second pick would be in the first round, overall, yeah. which I think that's a spot. Yeah, they could pick. That's one a of the sexy spot for them. It's going to be a fun draft day, no question about it. Oh, it's the NFL draft. Always it's the is best exciting. Draft. It's the best lead up to a draft across all four major leagues. It's almost like there isn't a slam dunk quarterback, right? Pick because, because there is like, a where, lot of where unknown. are they going to go? Like right. who's going to take that quarterback? Unknown. It's not like Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville, Joe Burrow is going to Cincinnati, and there's no debate up for it. There's mm-hmm. there's massive debates up for where these quarterbacks are going to land, and it's just an exciting, exciting time. But it all starts today. Sure. At the NFL Combine and Inbine as players try to improve their draft stock for the draft at the end of April. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen. Oh, football season. The offseason is in full steam ahead, and you got to love it. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman, and we will talk to you guys next time.